Yo, we back, baby. That boy Moose hungry. Let's get it. Moose, what's the deal today, man? What's the deal today? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? It's, it's just the mood we in today. It's, it's the mood the country in today. You know what I'm saying? We, we got we got a new president elect. New president elect, hopefully. How, how you feel about it? How you feel about it? He said hopefully. Hopefully. That's that's how the Dems feel about the Republicans right now. Shawty come sit on my lap. Hey, they saying Drizzy just snap. This in between us is not like a store. This isn't a closable gap. No, it's not. Tell him. See some niggas attack and don't end up making it back. I know that they at the crib going crazy down bad. What they had didn't last. Damn baby. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. I guess they know now, huh? Hotel be hummus. Hell yeah. Man, let's 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 not waste no more time, man. We back, baby. We back, baby. You know what I'm saying? Season five with the guys. Oh yeah. Face to the future podcast. What are we? Episode episode forty one. Yes, sir. Episode forty one. It's your boy Mills. It's your boy Shan. Big Moose in the house. You know what I'm saying? Guys, it's been a minute, we man. Back. It's been a minute, but we back and we we in action. We live. Yes, sir. What, what y'all been up to, man? What y'all been up to? Ooh. The the, the, the streets, the fans. They they've been waiting for us. When y'all recording again? We back. Yeah, There's we a here. lot to discuss. A lot of happened since we yeah. last time we've been on the mic. We've been on the pod. A whole so, lot. So, so how y'all been, man? Let's start with you, Shane. How you been? What you been up to? I can't complain, dog. Living. Living? Yeah, living, man. Life's, you know? life's good. Yep. How's the reffing situation? Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, season coming to an end. It'll be the last two weeks, but it's been great. Um, You know, with the COVID, it's been crazy. A uh-huh. lot of cancellations, a lot of schools shutting down, but, you know, it's been a very fluid situation, but everyone's done their part to make it as best as possible. Definitely. Um, We're coming down to the end here. I feel like the season just started. They got you. you know, do, they got you doing playoff games. There is no playoffs. Oh, there's no playoffs. There's no playoffs. No, playoffs. no there's no. Playoffs. So what's the point of them playing this year? Just for well, kids to get filmed. They're doing these things called pods. They're going to try and pretty much taking the, the top four teams from each group. You know, okay. seed them one through four. Winners will play. Losers will play. There's no trophy or anything like that. But so they're they just, just to do playing. something. You know, to incentivize and, and plus, you know, to get the kids some more games. You know, there was only a six-week season. Some mm-hmm. teams didn't even get to play all six games yeah. because of shutdowns and stuff. You know, I had a team that um, it was like week three of the, of the season. They had one practice uh-huh. because of the COVID situation in their school. They had one practice. Just one? Going up against a team that had already played three games. Okay. You So you talk about it, uh, an advantage. Did they, get, did they get ran or what? Nah, they ran the other team. Damn. So, I mean, you never know. You know, any given if, any given Friday. Yeah, it don't, it don't really it don't matter, matter at the end of the day. You don't you know matter, saying? you know. So you you've seen a lot of, I will say, crossover games where like you have a a bigger you know group one school playing a, a bigger group four school, uh-huh. which has kind of been a positive with this whole thing. But you know, it's been good. You know, I love being out there. Right. You know, I don't, I don't care what the situation was. How if if it was two weeks, yeah, I'll be out there. So are some of your, like your stresses and worries that you had before the season started kind of like going away since y'all been in the yeah. flow? Everything's like yeah, I mean, not as crazy as you thought it was going to be. No, I mean for us. 
really we'd have to wear our mask walking onto the field, talking to the coaches pre How's that happen? It sounds the same as a regular whistle. Okay. But you just have to, you had to toot on the heart and you got to do just blowing into a whistle. Okay. Um, so it's like a little thing on the side or? Yeah, it's like a handheld thing. Okay. You just hold it down just and it blow. blows. Yeah. Okay. But, um. Do you use that or use a regular drum? I use a regular drum. I know you like you like the, you like the effect like you like yeah. The, and the whole thing like I've been wearing I've been wearing gloves the whole year, so you know I'm out yeah. there in the middle. I place the ball, so I'm out there snagging balls one handed and stuff. You back in your bag? You yeah, man. Me? I've had so much fun. I so bet much it. fun. I bet. Yeah, being but, back around the game, being back around the kids. You know, you, you build a relationship with these kids. You know, some kids I've seen them. From their sophomore year to now their senior year, get, being able to talk to them like you know where you guys going to college, where yeah. you guys, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. that's a, that's one of the great things about it. Now that's good. That's good to hear that, that yeah. things are going well. You know what yeah. I'm saying since last time we talked and like yeah. things are flowing and you're flourishing and what you want to do. Yeah, I love you know it. Man. I'm like, can't get enough it. of it. What about you, Moose? What you been up to, man? I've Staying been, out of trouble or what? I've been in the gym. That's it. You been in the gym? <laughs> you gearing up for for all these battles you about to have with all these people? Yeah, you damn skippy. This race war is about to come and happen, y'all. Whoa, what you mean about that? What you mean, yo? You seen the election? Like, come on now. Like, I, I just after seeing how Philly looked, Detroit, all yeah. these other places look. Uh huh. You just gotta stay prepped because you never know what's gonna happen on any given Sunday. Like, that's, that's a fact. That's yeah. a fact in general, not just with this election. That's yeah, you know. Because like I was, I was at my girl's house the other day, and she was like, um, "My mom was like, yo, you gotta be careful because you're coming out at night, and where they live, like they live in like a really, really like, not let me not say sketchy, but they live in a very, very um." They have the development, and if you go down like two miles, it's it's like a Hicks town. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be like hella careful, like where she at. So it's like she's like, "Yo, just be careful." I'm like, "I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna be in my car, unless gonna be some GTA nonsense where they come in." Unless you, crazy. unless you riding down the back roads or something yeah. like that, so pull up on you, want some crazy shit. Yeah, nah, I'll be I'll be all right. But it was just like, but on a, on a serious note though, it's like I just been in the gym, just been cooling. Um, I really getting your weight up. Yeah, honestly, like I'm tr- actually trying to lose weight. Same. What's your, so you trying you trying to cut right now? It's bulking yeah. season. I mean, I'm you know that I'm you're a gym junkie. I'm at two hundred. Alright, so you see, so I'm losing. I'm trying to lose ten pounds. Okay, one ninety. Yeah. Okay, that's you that's a nice that. little. You can get that. Yeah, that's that's easy money. Yeah, that's it's easy. easy money, but I like to eat. True. Really? I mean, that's all of us. We've been athletes, so it's just True. it's just it's just natural. But anyway, let's jump right into it though. Let's well, jump how right you been, into Mills? What's going uh, on with you, bro? Man. I mean, what are you yeah, doing? Trying to avoid that. Come you know, on, you know, man. I try, try to skip over. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, I, I try to hop over. I'm good. <laughs> he said I'm try good. to hop over. I'm good. I can't, I can't complain. Life yeah. is good. Um, It could be worse. Like you said, I, I can't really, if you're complaining, like, you're not really going to get nowhere. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm good to have my health. You know what I'm saying? My family's good. Yep. Life's good. Um, and we're moving forward. I mean, a lot of a lot of positive things have happened last month. A lot of negative things have happened last month. You mm-hmm. want to think about it in the grand scheme of the culture. But personally, I have no complaints. I have no complaints. So we I'm love just, to hear, man. I'm just excited. Yeah. Um, it's quarter four, going into the new year almost. So it's like, yeah, I just wow. want, I just want to end. Yeah, that's why I said, wow. <laughs> I just want to end the um the new year on a high note and go into 2021 on a, on a positive upswing, right. uphill swing. I, I think we all do. Right. You feel me? So. Right. But everything, everything's good, bro. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. That's yeah, me the thing. too, I'm just man. Glad to I've be been back looking forward to this. I've been waiting for this this specific conversation that we're yeah. about to have. I've been waiting for a long, <laughs> a long time. I'm in, in, in the way things have like transpired, how stuff just ended yesterday. Yeah, and now we on the pot. It's perfect timing here in in, in Philly where we at oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, we in Philly. Yeah, yeah. We're um, Philly studios. We yeah. right right by where a lot of stuff happening, protests, things like that. Um, over the last few months, or just the whole year, not just the yeah. last few months. Um, so it's just kind of like I said, perfect timing. Yep. The irony of the situation, how we ended up here, season five. Um, yeah. Philly, Philly was Philly was the ter- one of the turning points in the election. And Bad how y'all feel happen. about that? Aha, I love it. You love it. I love it. 
know what I'm saying? Bad things happen in Philadelphia. I, I feel you, know, you. You got got now. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? And it's just, I, I think it's so crazy that, because, you know, Philly gets such a bad rep across the country in general. 100%. Just like the people that are in there, where it goes to sports fans, just the way we where we interact with outsiders. You're crazy. Yeah, especially, you're you a Philly fan. And we talk, so. we talk shit. Hella Hell shit. shit. So, Hell shit. so <laughs> said at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, now y'all have something to talk, talk y'all shit about. You know what I mean? So what can yeah. y'all say to us now? Yeah. Y'all wanted this to happen, and we and we pushed that and We thing. brought it home. We brought it home. We closed you know I mean? the deal. The closer. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's what you can call the city of Philadelphia now, the closer. Yep. You know what I mean? Because y'all closed the deal. Shine a, shine a bright light on the city, you know, for, for the people that wanted to see it. So so I was in the city yesterday after the news got announced, you feel me? Yeah. And I, I don't know if y'all had the same sentiments or same feelings about once all the news during the election of, of Joe Biden getting selected as the next president of the United States, um, it almost felt like the people in the city felt like they overthrew a dictator. That's the vibe I got. Yeah, it is. That's, That's the that vibe I got the from vibe. the people. From the people in the city. That's yeah. how they a lot were, of people they, feel they, in they, were che- they were cheering, like, like finally we're out of like, the Trump regime or tr- Trump, whatever you want to call it. Because I know uh, you was out yesterday, and yeah. I was out to eat yesterday in Philly and Northern Liberties as well, and... um. People driving down the street, honking their horns, going yeah. crazy. You know, he told over there shaking his head. <laughs> I was looking at it. I'm like, I was there. I was around the area, too. And I'm just like, yo, like, these people are really... It's interesting because it's like, you guys are right. I think, like, I mean, it's interesting that we're looking at it as if it was, like, this big old evil thing. But I, I looked at it as, like, I think people were more so embarrassed that Trump was president more so than, like, yep. they felt like he was this bad person. If you want my opinion, I think Trump has been the most consistent president because he's been a consistent shithead for the past four years, right? I can't disagree. So it's like, I feel like the fact now that he lost, it's like, all right, we don't have to feel embarrassed. Because it's like, I feel like as Americans, we have this kind of, like, I guess this kind of bravado about us or like this kind of ego about us that it's like you know we have we appear to be the best country we appear to have all these great things you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like we have the best leadership we have the best army so quote it's unquote like, like yeah. you put the, the air quotes <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's like mm-hmm. having trump in office and you know you have like you have a dude who who acts like a child in charge of the nuclear codes yeah. it's very very interesting and it's just very interesting now that you know you have an eagles fan that's about to be in charge of the nuclear codes because it's like you know imagine if the eagles <laughs> lose first round of the playoffs you know that's a shot at you, Shane. That's a shot at you, Shane. He coming crazy. He started early. Hold on. He started early. Hold on. He started out early. I'm not going to sit here and take that from somebody that became a Patriots fan after 2004. So you can keep that over there. That was 16 years ago. Doesn't matter. You flipped, though. You were front runner. I was 10 years old. You were front runner. And you went like the Patriots of all people. So Of course. That's the thing right there. Yeah, yeah. How are Patriots doing this year? I digress. I mean, first of all, COVID happened. Nah, nah, nah. COVID nah, happened. Nah, nah. Everybody's, Tom Brady Everybody's saying that. COVID happened. Tom Brady left. So it, it was expected. Tom Brady was the reason why he was winning, but nobody wanted to admit that. Okay. Um, so yeah. so if, you don't have, if you don't have your quarterback buying in and your quarterback executing the way they need to execute, then there's no way that the head coach is going to get the respect. Because in a lot of cases, look at, the Aaron, look at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. It was a lot of cases where at a certain point, we know Aaron Rodgers is talented, but they were just like, okay, what are we about to do? Because Aaron Rodgers is talented. He still has an arm. He's killed, he still can fling it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we have to throw out Mike McCarthy. You know what I mean? Granted, yes. just like, justified. That's a good point. But it's like, if your quarterback is still super talented and I don't, you don't see any type of regression around him, then you have to sit here and look at the coach. But because Belichick, because Belichick and Brady worked very, very well together on both sides of the field, it was very, very difficult to look at. You know what I mean? So I would say 
you know, we're getting a little bit off track here. Yeah, but, we, got, yeah. Um, we got into a whole different... Uh, real yeah, quick, yeah, real I, quick, I, we'll I will say, with this situation being, Tom Brady went to a team that was fucking loaded. That's facts. Loaded. He never had weapons like that in New England. Nah, ever. You know what I'm saying? Never. Not since the 18 and no year. But back to what we were saying, I want to agree with what you said. It was interesting that I thought about those situation was you've seen a lot of Trump fans that were like, like you said, kind of embarrassed. It's like, yeah, I voted for this dude, but and I am a Republican, but... I can't continue to support someone who acts this way yeah. and and have him as the figurehead of our country. I, I can't get behind it. So that's what I found the most interesting about the entire election because when you're watching these coverage, you see a lot of, especially a lot of, I'll say like moms and women on the Republican side saying, yeah. I can't, I just can't support this dude no yeah. more, point blank period. So that was one of the more interesting things to me about the whole election. Yeah, definitely. And then also like seeing the tides turn of like the different states. That were once red mm-hmm. and they flipped. Yeah, like who was it? Georgia, who's normally yeah. normally red. Yeah, Arizona, who most of the time is it Arizona. Uh, it was it was Arizona. Georgia Georgia doesn't have somebody yet. They still have to do another race. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about, about in the history of like oh elections yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, states right. that are normally red mm-hmm. were flipped. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or as opposed to the last election, 2016, a lot of the states that were red, mm-hmm. that were that were the reason Trump won the last election, were flipped. Yeah, I mean Ohio went blue. That was nuts. You know what I mean? Ohio nuts. went blue. You know that what I mean? See, seeing that was like, whoa. Like, when you saw that on, like, the first night, it was like, this is, this is getting real. That's when I texted you, like, this election is starting to heat up. No, it was. It was it starting bro, to heat it was, up. It was like a heavyweight fight, bro. It was yeah. literally like a heavyweight fight. And I was talking to some of my, um, I was talking to one of my, not some of my, some of my, one of my friends in um, Colorado. We were just talking about all the states that are going to make a difference. I'm like, bro, it's gonna come down to Pennsylvania. It's gonna come, not Pennsylvania. It's gonna come down to Philadelphia. Battleground. Because he was he was just looking at the state of Pennsylvania. He's like, Pennsylvania, most of their votes were. I'm like, nah, bro. Philly still has a lot of people to vote, and there's a lot. A lot of the population is in that city yes. in Pennsylvania. He's like, nah, bro, nah, nah, nah. And he texted me yesterday. He's like, bro, you were right. Yep. You were right. I'm like, fact. Also, yeah. it was also down to Georgia too. Because yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna have to shamelessly plug myself. I said this like how many months ago did I say this when Kamala Harris first got pick to be VP. Uh-huh. I said it. You should have had Stacey Abrams. And look what happened. She Stacey Abrams put in the groundwork, bro. Stacey mm-hmm. Abrams really put the team on her back. And uh-huh. for, for a lot of the people that don't know, um, Stacey Abrams, she was um, the sen- either senator, governor. Uh, she was a, she was an elected official in, in Georgia. And what she went and did was she had about 800,000 people register to vote for the first time. And as a result, a lot of those people ended up voting Democratic and being the reason why Georgia ended up flipping. Mm-hmm. So, um, to be honest with everybody, um, yeah, I'm shamelessly plug myself, and I said this months ago. She should have been the VP. Granted, she may not have the experience, but I honestly think that, in my opinion, if we're gonna if we're gonna need to pay attention to a lot of the young, up and coming elected officials or public figure or public um public office people, Stacey Abrams is one. AOC's and Nah, definitely. Do you think um? Stacey Abrams is going to get a, a a position in the administration. I don't know. She should. I she think she should. should. She should. She should. If she's not going to get a position specifically like a cabinet position, she's probably going to end up doing something big for the DNC. Because I think like the DNC, the DNC needs a lot of work, and I think just the Dems in general need a lot of work. Hundred percent. Because they don't. The biggest problem. The biggest problem that they had um, throughout the whole Trump tenure was that they didn't seem very. They didn't seem. I don't, what's the word I'm looking for? They didn't seem like one unit. Like everybody seemed separated. Like you had the extreme. You had the you had the Bernie. You had the Bernie yeah. extremists. You had the Elizabeth Warren 
on the fence extreme slash yeah. conservativeness. You had the people who want to keep the status quo, mm-hmm. and then you had the super conservative Dems. And I think that um, I think that because of that, that was part of the reason why a lot of people were looking at the Democrats and like, how are you guys going to win? You know, like I was looking at it like that, like how the hell y'all going to win? Because the spectrum was so big. Yeah, because the spectrum was weird because it's like you had everybody wanting, like you had all the young people wanting Bernie to yeah. be in office. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of the people who didn't want socialism, like me, you wanted Elizabeth Warren to be there because she can walk that fence. That you know what I mean? Line, yeah. Like, be, like, like tend to both sides of the yeah, fence. Yeah, like okay. she... Like she could tend both sides, but she doesn't. She doesn't give a shit. You know yeah, what I'm she saying? She was she was really straightforward and blunt, and I kind of like that about her. Extremely. Like, and, and it's crazy to say that because like Trump is the same way, straightforward and blunt, but it's the way she goes about her like, bluntness, whatever. How yeah, you say she's like, a politician. The biggest problem. That's what it comes down to. I mean, not Trump's it. not a politician, so just the rhetoric and the way it comes off is yeah. different versus even Trump and Biden. But the way but, they come but, I, but I even have a hard mm-hmm. time like saying like. I like that stuff because it's, like, it's almost like a double standard. Like You're saying you like something from one person, but when another person does it, it's like, all right, we're bashing that person. Mm-hmm. It's because not, she, to, not to like cape for him or nothing like that. It's but because she's a white woman. It's because she's a woman. Like, well, Explain that. What do you mean by that? I'm not even saying it's because of no, that. No, because cause the reason why, and this is why for me, because I'm going to share my opinion on this whole thing. Yeah, I want to like, hear it. Like, my, whole, my whole thing is that my biggest problem with the Democrats and people that I've been talking to about this, this has been my biggest problem. The Democrats, to be honest with you, are really just like the Republicans. The Democrats, this election, wanted to keep things the very, very traditional status quo. They wanted somebody who has experience, somebody who somebody who they all respect in office, somebody who's not going to push the agenda too forward, mm-hmm. but still manage to try to work with all the Dems and see some way if they could work with other Republicans, right? And so my thing about that, that's good and dandy if the Republicans are doing that. The Republicans don't give a shit. Like, the yeah. Republicans did whatever they wanted for the past four years, and the only thing the Dems want to do is try to keep things very traditional. And in this America that we're living in, where America is not traditional anymore, even going down to dating all the way up yeah, to how people, like, how people get their money, it's like we're not in a traditional America anymore. So my problem with the Dems is that you guys back, you guys back behind somebody who, in my opinion, he, he may be respected, he may know a lot of people, but he may not really, he, he may not push the Dems to be a little bit more progressive than they should be. And so going back to my comment about Elizabeth Warren, the problem with Elizabeth Warren was that Elizabeth Warren has good ideas. She had the best ideas. She was very organized. The problem with Elizabeth Warren is that a lot of people don't like her. Mm-hmm. From what I was told, a lot of people don't like her because you know she's very like she's very stuck in her ways. She's, she's yeah. polarizing too. Yeah, she's very polarizing. Like the situation that happened like years ago with Wells Fargo, where uh-huh. she just went off on everybody. Like a lot of people were really turned off by that. You know what I mean? And so now when she's running for president, she was very like she didn't really have an identity. Like people were like, okay, she's not attacking everybody else, and everybody's attacking her. So she starts attacking. Then they're like, why is she attacking everybody? Then she stopped talking. And it's like, why is, she, why is she not saying anything now? So she's really getting pulled back and forth because she wants to seem like this good person. But for me, I think that it would have helped her better if she was just who she is. Because it would have gotten her more points. But I also think that she would have gotten more points. But I also think that because she's a woman, she wouldn't have gotten the respect that, they, that she should have gotten. I think, to be honest with you, it really should have been her. We're talking about on how the Dems... Um try to keep things traditional mm-hmm. um, based on the party and who they pick to be the head of the party and Joe Biden and that type of thing. I had this conversation with um, my parents and some other people as well about how our generation is not so much tuned into the two-party system. We're more so we're more so a, a, a age group that 
that once no, nah, 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 we're more so we're more so we're more so an age group uh-huh. that wants to pick the best candidate for our country. And we got to I got into a big debate about this. Mm-hmm. How like on primaries, I don't I personally don't think when there's primary elections you should have to register the Democratic Republic. You should have a ticket with everybody on there. Cause what if you like some, I agree with that. What what if you have some what if you have somebody you like on one side of the party that you want out of the office as opposed to the other side of the party, but you only can vote for the candidates that are in like say you register as a Democrat in that party. You have no say what happens on the other side. I don't like that. I don't think that's a real democracy. You just have a say that happens across the whole board. I agree with which that. Which is ridiculous to me. And if you want to be a real democracy, go by I think you should go by popular vote as well. Those are, those are two things that I think that should be changed in terms of. Ain't no of, democracy. That's, that's <laughs> it ain't no democracy. democracy. No, but I'm saying that's what I'm trying to say. They want to call our they want to call our nation, our system of democracy, treated as such. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not treated as such. Like I haven't done research on this, so to everybody that's listening, you guys can research this. If I'm wrong about this, you can DM me and tell me I'm wrong. But apparently, the electoral college was made because black people. Were allowed to vote at a certain point. Nah, I don't think you, I don't think it was. Coming I back. heard I heard it. Like I said, I may be one. It was made. It was wrong. made back in the day because more like back when the like, country first started. From when I, from when I mm-hmm. learned, more more states at the time had way higher population. You, you know what? Yeah, so, you're so right. Wait, so cares about wait. So that's why it was created. So yeah. we, so one state didn't have more pool of death. You feel me? Yeah. Because my dad broke it down to me. He's like, yeah, because say like California back then, like they, they everybody in that state is like. Democratic, whatever. Yeah, I'm was wrong. Only, it was only because it wasn't fifty states at the time, all that stuff. When that's a fact. Next, yeah, you know I mean? so it's like, but now that that's like you talk, go back to what you said before. That's the traditional. That's the yeah. old traditional. We're in a new era in time. There's way more populated people in, in in the country. You feel me? This is the most voted election in the history Ever. of the United States. The most voted election, and mind you, shamed into voting, and I don't like that. How I, so, explain what you mean by shamed into voting? So I'm. Like once again, I I've, I've thoughts on this too. So I want I want you. To so as a black man in America, as a black man, I do not speak for anybody else that is not a black man. I just give you my perspective through a black man, as I've said for the past four seasons. So here I go. So as a black man living in America, I feel like this. Like I'm gonna just be blunt. Like I felt <laughs> like it was just hella disrespectful how how people viewed us, um, how people tried to attract us to vote. How we were viewed if we didn't vote, um, what the consequences would have been if Trump came back into office, and just how like we just got thrown a whole bunch of BS. For example, I've seen a lot of things on Twitter on the internet saying that you know, black men, black men, um, you need to vote. I seen an ad where you know they tried to get black men to vote by using strippers to you know prevent us to vote. Yeah, well, who's the who's the um. The black sports analyst, she's a woman, I forget her name. She posted it. Um, oh, Jamel Hill? She posted that. Bro, I was like, what is Jamel this? Hill, if you ever to listen to this podcast, you are the most useless person I've ever met in my life, bro. Jamel Hill is very controversial. She's controversial. I won't say useless. She's controversial. And that's very what I mean by that. Like, I, 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 I just think that's, 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 that's what I didn't like. I didn't like that post that she put with the strippers and all that stuff. I didn't like that. Like, yes. I didn't like that at all. Like That's that's the only way you're going to get us to go out yeah. and, and, and make a difference is putting strippers in. Like, and to on. me, when I when I see shit like that, I see people on the other side looking like, look at, look at these motherfuckers. Here, man, they gotta get motherfuckers strippers to to get motherfuckers. You gotta you gotta vote. get you gotta get two, ooh, the two chains out of it and start exactly. rapping. Like, like, come on, like, that's all we're good for. And why would you why straight. would you take part in pushing in trying to, trying to push something like that? You making us look bad because people already look at us like that's that. That's what as I'm saying. It is. Making people us look worse. At, making us look it's like all right. Oh, so if we want them to do something, all you gotta do is fling this in front of them. Right. It's like right. They'll they'll run to this. It's like bro, come on, man. We're more educated than that. We got more value than that. It's like. And that's what I was saying. It's like the biggest problem, and this is what I mean when I say a lot of a lot of Dems have a very very old school way of thinking because they're just like the Republicans and how they think, right? It's just like you got like 
both Dems and Republicans view African Americans in a very very stereotypical way, where it's like, okay, um, we like the sexualization of both black men and black women. Um, you know, we we don't we we tend to not have we don't have a lot of space to be ourselves. And I feel like a lot of times they're just like, well, this is what you this is what we're gonna give you guys. And I think that going back to what I was saying before is just like, like you said with the two party system, it's like think about it. It's like as African Americans. Nothing is going to change for us regardless Trump is in office or Joe Biden is in office. I'm going to keep it a stack. So it's like when you're shaming me to vote, right, where it's like, oh, if you don't vote and Donald Trump wins, black men, it's your fault. Or, you know, last election, X percentage of black men voted for Donald Trump. This needs to change. Um, it becomes a problem because it's like if Donald Trump, if Donald Trump was to become president, right, which I honestly thought he would have if COVID didn't happen, if he became president – be honest, what one what actually would have changed in America for black people that we don't already experience you, you as said, Democrats? You, you said what would change for us if you got if you got voted again? Yeah, what would change just for be the same course of what's going on now if you got reelected? Yeah, like that, that's that's the, and that's my thing. I mean, it, the only way it could get worse is if like he takes away rights or something like that. Yeah, that's, like, that's far fetched in this. That's for both parties though, because yeah. I feel like even though you know Biden is the president now, people voted for him. For me personally, it's like. You can say whatever you want to say. I'm not going to believe it till I see some action. No, that's so it doesn't matter what you sit here and tell me. I need to see it. Yeah, just because you yeah, know what everybody, everybody's up and everybody's excited, cheering, you know what I'm saying, doing what they got to do, they, they feel a certain way because obviously the last four years were, were pushed in the way it's accepted. That's the, I think that's the biggest Agreed. difference in the history because the course of events that happened to us as black people, black males, it hasn't changed. It's just it's heightened and it's accepted more, and it's right. like people are more out front about it. That's mm -hmm. the thing that that's the real factor that kind of like really changed in the grand scheme of things. So now that we have a new person in office, what I'm looking for is all the people that were pushing for this to happen, all the people that were saying if you don't vote for um, if you don't vote for either person, it's a vote for Trump. Um, are you gonna now hold? Are you gonna now hold the Democratic Party? You're gonna um, now hold Harris and Biden mm -hmm. um, accountable for the actions? Are you really gonna Agreed. push the agendas that you say that they were gonna bring to the table for us, yeah. or are you just gonna be satisfied and complacent that we have Trump out of office? That's what I want to see. Because the biggest thing I that I realized through conversation and what I'm starting to realize is that people were more so anti-Trump as opposed to pro-Biden. And that's a big problem. Yes, a, that's hundred percent the truth. And that's the biggest problem. on both sides. That's the biggest yeah, on both sides. With, with and that's the biggest problem with this whole with this whole situation when Trump came into office, where it's like my biggest fear as somebody who's worked in, who's worked in politics, who wants to actually who's been considering having a political career, is that like you guys are more so trying to do something to make somebody lose than to than to put in work for stuff that you want. Mm -hmm. And so my thing with and my thing going back to just being just. African Americans in this country, it's like we've always done things to get by, and it's like at what point do we stop doing things to get by and take the risk to actually do stuff that m makes us better? Because it's like, for me, if you want my honest opinion, you can't tell me that oh, it's your fault that Trump is in office or it's your fault that this stuff happened. But it's like you're not like the people that are shaming you are not even going to do grassroots work to go and help felons felons register to vote. Where you're That's not doing fact. all these different That's things true. that are trying to help people, mm -hmm. our people who are who are incarcerated, help people who can't even you know get credit cards or get loans for business, put in work to help us progress as a society. So it's like for me, it's like I didn't want to. I'll be honest with y'all. Like I didn't want to vote, and I texted you. I was like, I'm con really considering not voting because it's like ain't shit about to change for me. 
because it's like if Trump comes into office, you're just gonna have more explosive, very very explicit racism. Yeah. Democrats are in office. It's going like behind the closed doors. Yeah, it's going to be behind the closed yeah. doors. So what's your plan to make a change if you didn't vote? What, what would be your plan then? Yeah, like because my because thing, my thing is like with mm-hmm. the people that that say, "Oh, I'm not going to go vote." Well, then you don't sit here and try to talk politics with me. Yeah. Period. Because you don't even have a voice in all of this. You don't you know what I'm saying? What value does your opinion? You didn't even go out and vote. You didn't even go out and make your as as much as your voice can be heard. You didn't even go let it be heard even to the degree of voting. Which in the, you know who knows if it really counts, whatever the case may be, you know how some people feel about that kind of stuff. Yeah. People, some people feel like their votes don't even matter in general. Yeah. But if you didn't vote, we can't have a conversation about it. Then why do you think that? Because you didn't do anything to to have a change to in- to make your voice heard or to have a change. So so what? That's why I'm asking you. If you wouldn't have voted, what would be your plan to make a change? So or or what should people that feel like they can't vote do? So before I answer that question, this let me take it a little weird angle. So. If I pay taxes in this country and I contribute to certain things, if I if I have to pay taxes to, say, local legislation, federal legislation, things of that nature, and they're putting money into things, just as an example, they're putting money into things that I don't agree with or my money is not being valued, do I still not have a say in how things – I still can't complain about that? It's like saying if you're giving me your money to, say, putting it in a stock account – and I'm putting it into bad stocks. Do you still not get a right? Do you still not have a right to say? Where I understand mo- what you're saying. So it's like my thing is that you're right in terms of I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but for me, it's like I still live here. I'm a citizen and I pay taxes. So my thing is that even though I may not vote, me not voting isn't necessarily not because of the fact of like, not because of the fact of like, oh, I just don't want my voice to be heard. I also believe that your right to vote. I think I also believe that your right to not vote is also. A voting right because if you don't if you're not if you're looking at the if you're looking at the people they're not giving you what you want why would you sit here and still just say i'm just gonna throw my vote away let me, i let agree me, with you there i agree with you i agree with that let me let me cut you off for a little bit because let's go back to the your, your example that you made about you're paying taxes and your money's not going to where it wants to go to whatever it may be but if that's happening what's the only way to, to change that though you gotta do something you gotta you gotta remove the people that are allowing that to happen out of the positions of power correct and the only way that you can do that is what Pushing initiatives, like you said, grassroots, going out and making sure people are voting along with yourself mm-hmm. to make that to make that thing happen. Because if you don't, then it's going to be the same course over and over and over again. Unless by by some way you you get a big bag and now you're just the person that's pushing the agenda. You yeah, know no, I mean? that's, that, that's my that's my opinion. So it's like if you don't have that bag, like Shannon was talking about earlier about campaigns to really push something and, and get somebody where you want them to be. Really, your only option is to do what? Run for office. Run for okay, but if you okay, besides run for office, that's what pretty much what I was getting at. If you're yeah, not going to vote, think that's, that's like what, your only option to make yeah, some real change. That's what I was going to say. No, that's you're right. Saying. Yeah, other you're than right running about for voting. office and putting yourself in there, but you're right about voting. But I also think that I think that my another one of my problems that I've always noticed is that we have a tendency as African Americans, even though it doesn't always happen statistically, we actually vote more independent than we do Democrat or Republican. So it's like my biggest problem is also the stereotype of like black people always vote Democratic. And so my thing is that that's where and that's where my problem comes in. Like it's not about saying that like you shouldn't not vote, mm-hmm. but the expectation for us right here is that we would all vote Democratic regardless of what Correct. happens because the racism is overt in the Republican Party. You know what I mean? So my biggest problem my that's that's where my problem comes in where it's like I'm not I don't like sticking to norms. Like norms sometimes have to get I don't think changed. any of us do. Though. Yeah, like we have to change the norm at some point. And so for me to answer your question like I said, you can vote my my problem is that 
we got to stop just saying we all vote Democratic, and if we don't, it's a problem. I agree. That's, and that was my point earlier when I was talking about like, the primaries and all that stuff, being yeah. able to have that ballot. I feel like the ballot with all the candidates on mm-hmm. it. Because like I said, if you go down and just go to, like we're talking about grassroots, yeah. local elections, things like that, if you go down, like on the, on the normal presidential election, you have all the candidates, Republican, mm-hmm. Independent, Tea Party, whatever it be. Why isn't it like that on the primaries? Because you could say you're in your county, right, and you're going to the primary election. I explained this a little bit earlier. And you really want to make that change that Toby's talking about, you may like somebody in, a, in an opposing party as an independent and want to vote for them, but you can't because you have to register as either or. Yeah, yeah which do. is crazy to me. Yeah, when you register, you have to put down which party you yeah, want to be with. Which, which is crazy. How, how does that make that a real agent of change? And it's not. It's not an agent of change, and that's the problem. That's the biggest problem. And I, the, the thing is, they don't, they don't want there to be agent of change. But you see, the thing is, what's happening now is, I think that well, this is what I pray for. Politically, that I think that more people are starting to hopefully more people are starting to see politics for what it is, because it like it like you said this whole two party system really doesn't make sense to me. Where it's like you have people who I'll use myself as an example. I believe in a lot of liberal social policies or mm-hmm. stuff that they believe in, but financially, I think that there's a lot of things that, w- that we could take from conservatives. You know what I, I agree. mean? I agree. Yeah. I agree. So it's like, for me, it's like, it doesn't make sense that I have to choose mankind or my money. Yeah, I don't like the party yeah. system either. You, don't like the, you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, it doesn't make sense that there's no people that can get voted into office that could give you guys a middle, but then you have to go and vote for somebody that worked with the Democrats, who's respected by the Democrats, and who's respected by the Republicans to be in office, and they could only be Democratic or Republican. You can't choose a third-party person who's independent of both these parties and just say, okay, this is what I want from you guys, this is what I want from you guys, and this is what we can do. Because my thing is, I've always said this, there's there's so many, I'm not saying that I don't have all the answers, but I guarantee you there's so many more simple ways where people can get the policies that they want done and get everything that they need done in this country, and we could progress forward, but we just don't want to do it. And why is that? Like, my question has always been, why is that? Is it because the rich white men in society just want to stay in power? Mm-hmm. Or is it because, like, you guys just don't give a fuck about the people? And that's just always been my thing. And I think it's a little bit of both. How do y'all feel about eradicating the party systems altogether? Not having Democrat, Republican. I'm with it. And just have just candidates that are just going to run. They're going to say what they have to say in their campaign, and then you vote. There is no Democrat. There is no Republican. Nothing. There I'm, is no parties. I'm, I'm, Do you think that that will work? Dave, they like, I, I, I think it could work. Do you think that would work? I think it could work. be no figurehead, but the people themselves voted on all the laws. Uh, How do you think that would work? No, 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 no. That's too much. No. There's too many moving parts, bro. So, I saw that. I saw that on Twitter, and I just thought it would be good, good, not, good to bring up. All here. right, so the first thing you're talking about, no party system. I'm with the no party system. And just having straight candidates. I think you should have candidates, right? You should be able to, as like an assistant, you should be able to speak your piece. If you mm-hmm. want, if Toby wants to run or you want to run for the office, there has to be certain criteria for the run for office, in mm-hmm. my opinion. But if you have fit that criteria, you want to run for office, and you have a big enough backing to, to get people behind you that believe in your policies and what you want to do, by all means, do it. You feel me? You shouldn't be limited to oh, I have to join this group of people Correct. for them to back me and push me to, to me to even have a chance. If the people like you, the people like you. If they don't, they don't. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just my that's my personal opinion. So, with that caveat, so what happens with Bernie? So let's let's use let's use that narrative right okay. now, right? Which no one? Party the system. no parties, okay. no party system, and Bernie Sanders becomes president. 
today, mm-hmm. do you still think that the country would? Do you still think that if he was president for four years, do you think that the country would still be the way? Do you still think the country would be as great as it is today, financially? I have socially? no idea because it hasn't happened. I don't. We I, can't. That's the thing. We can ha- speak all hypotheticals, but you won't know until it happens. It's just like with the Joe Biden situation. People were saying, "Oh, everything is gonna. Ch- this is gonna. Ch-. Bro, you don't know. You don't know what the nothing fuck Biden could, Nothing do. could change at all. No. That's why I said. You can say what you want to say. You can have these great campaigns that has people backing you all day long. You and Kamala Harris are doing it, and people are going crazy for y'all. But until we see you act on what you said you was going to do. Part of, all right, who's he putting in place in his administration to make things happen? What about what about the Senate and the House? That type of thing. Can they get stuff done? Like, what, what, what's going on behind those doors and those rooms to get stuff pushed. You can say, based on his ideology, stuff will be a little different because he has a whole different way of thinking. But I think that, but the problem with it is that, my problem with it is that, it goes back to what I'm saying. When you have extremities, sometimes extremities cause a lot more casualties than we than we expect. Like, if we, like, my, my biggest opinion, just throwing it out there, socialism isn't going to work 100% because you still need some type of way to have revenue in your country. No, facts. Socialism, socialism isn't built on a system that is run on creating revenue for the government or creating revenue just for the country. It's just based on having everybody be equal, right? And so the thing is is that if everybody's equal and we're not we're not, you know, increasing our capital, we're not really increasing fin- we're not really increasing the country's capital financially, what do you do in that point? Because you become stagnant. And yeah. then at that point, nothing else really works. So my thing is that to an extent, like, it works. Like, your no-party system works. But what en- I think what will end up happening is that if we just solely rely on just the people and we just say, okay, we put this person in the office, it it creates a lack of organization. So, And I'm not saying that in all, like in a lot of different cases it's wrong, right? But if you have, say, one year you have Bernie, right? Uh-huh. Next year, you have a Donald Trump. We have Bernie who sits here and says, okay, we have everybody, public health care, public all this, everything is cool for everybody, right? Next thing you know, you have somebody completely on the other side. It's like, I'm taking all of that back. One, it just becomes a situation where it's like there's no consistent progress. So I think that we, I don't think that the no party system works, but I think that we need to be able to introduce another party that can work with the Democrats and the Republicans or even other parties to sit here and push the country forward. But when you when you say that in terms of like the, the polar opposites, you know what I'm saying? You say you, you use Bernie and, and what Trump as an example. Yeah. Um, like I said, that just goes back to the people who are in the administration though. Like to get like you said, you could have a Democratic president, mm-hmm. but if the if the House or Senate or whatever is all Republican, they're really probably not gonna get that much shit done. Correct. And that's, that's a, a fact. that's a fact. So even if you do vote Bernie in the office and say he has all these socialist ties. Not saying I'm voting for him, nothing like that. But yeah. it's the example you used. If the people that are in those positions to make to sign bills and all that stuff don't push his policies, then because you're talking about there'll be a whole radical change, a whole flip. It's like that only happens if everything flips with them. He could put it in place, but it's still got to it's That's still going to be passed true. through. So it's like yeah, I see what you're. I see the the point you're trying to make, but yeah. it's like that goes down to. The other elections, the Senate elections, that type of thing. True. You still have to vote all those people. And that's what I was talking about on the ballot. When you have everybody there, all right, I think this person will fit well to push the agenda this way. If everybody has if everybody has that ability to pick who pick and choose who they want to be in that place, I feel like you I feel like you would get more done in a sense because people are actually voting for who they want to and not mm-hmm. limited to, all right, this is all I can pick from. This is my pool. Yeah. Just like now with the president. Times.
But I, but I, 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 you know what I mean? It shouldn't have to be that way. It though. shouldn't have it to be that way. But I mean, do you do you love the fact that Biden is the president now? Did, I'm not gonna say I love it. I'm saying, did you love? Do you like either candidate? No. Because I'll be honest, like Toby said, when it came to no. him not wanting to vote, I kind of shared those same sentiments at first. Like, I don't want, I don't that's, even know if I, I want any of these people to be in office. Had, I think a lot of people had that. And that's what I said earlier. A lot of people were, it was more anti-Trump as opposed to, I pro Biden. Like, I want Biden to be in office. That's I want an him issue. To be the, I want him to be the president of the United States. A lot of people are like, nah, we want Trump out of office, so I'm voting for Correct. him. That's the that's problem. An issue. Even the conversation I've had. Like you said, that's a problem. When I ask people all the time, why are you voting for? Why do you think Biden is a better candidate than Trump? Correct. And they'll be like, "Well, Trump is just this. Just he's anything's better than Trump." So I'm voting for. I voted And you want and you want to know what's funny about that, right? Both of these dudes damn near have the same. They have the same yes. exact resume, the same exact cases. For example, I'm, right? I don't disagree with that at all. No, no, really think about it. Yeah. Biden has been on almost every single crime bill, almost every single crime legislation. He's been in support of it since 1974. Oh, trust this me, I'm, and truth. not even just that. Both of these dudes both have sexual sexual assault allegations, yeah. and it's like, oh, Biden's better than Trump. How yeah, flight logs? How? And, and, and then, and then uh, how? I, you know what I've heard people be like. Oh, Biden's changed over time. So he's a little more considerate, whatever. Oh, he's not. He Trump, just, he Trump, he, he hasn't changed at all. It's like, come on, man. Yo, you, man. you can't move the goalposts. You got to know bro. how if politicians people, are. If you're going to hold people accountable, hold them accountable. Like you said, you have to know what politicians are. Joe Biden's a professional politician. Yes, he is. He Joe knows Biden how to, was caught. Joe Biden has a has a video. He ha, he has a eulogy speaking at a clan, at, at a deceased Klansman's funeral. So you mean to tell me that the man who has a grandfather, uh, who whose grandfather is part of the KKK or great grandfather, whatever, you're not telling me he's better than the same guy who just spoke a eulogy at a KKK member's funeral? How does that? Whoa, how does that work? Oh, but people change. That's why people, he change. people change. He apologized for it. Mm-hmm. That don't mean nothing. This is why I'm saying it. It doesn't matter that Trump is out of office. It does, but at the same time, it doesn't matter until you do the thing that you said you was going to do. You know, you, you you saying you're going to do all this stuff for, for the people. You got to do it. Because if not, it's going to be another four years or what? Mm-hmm. Like Toby said, kind of like the same thing gonna be, as the Republicans. Gonna be, gonna it's going to be the same thing. It's just going to be... Nothing's going to change. It's just going to be disguised a little different. That's all. Right. It's going to be covered up a little bit. Right. And for me, back to what Toby said about people being shamed in the voting. I see exactly what he's saying. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you go on Twitter, you go on, you see all your favorite people. I use LeBron as an example. Vote Biden. Vote Biden. Vote yeah. Biden. For all the African Americans that are going to go see that. They're going to go, go uh, vote for Biden without maybe doing any sort of research about him. That's a problem. Ron's such a big influence, You know what I mean? Too. That's a problem. How, how many celebrities and stuff have we seen push these agendas of vote Democrat, vote Democrat, Democrat. all over the place? I just think that it's an issue because I, mean, I think I, people got to do the due diligence but the themselves. Black rappers, the black rappers were the weakest links. Yeah, the but black the, men were the weakest Black male rappers. Uh, you know, the, the whole election was just very, it was just very Disgusting. weird. You know, I don't Disgusting. know. It was I don't crazy. necessarily know if I like either candidate, to be completely honest. Much like the last election. No, I feel that. You I, know what I'm saying? I feel that. I feel we're going to continue this conversation, but let's get into the Face of the Future song of the day. Yeah. Presented by Next Big Thing, Faces of the Future. You can check us out on Instagram at MBT underscore the 1%. On Twitter, um, MBT the Future. And check out our website at um, www.mbtfacesofthefuture.com. We can um, check out our updates, our blog, um, artists of the day, playlist, all that. And check out MBT Radio. That's available on um, Apple, Spotify, and um, Audio Mac. You can get everything um, from the podcast, the playlist, and to all the artists we're listening to um, on a daily basis. So the Face of the Future song of the day comes from Core. It's from his latest album, It Shouldn't Be Like This. Um, I got to sh- give a shout-out to my boy Rado. He um, produced this song um, titled Yeezy Slides. Shout-out to the House of 99. He's a producer on them. Um, there's a lot of good things coming from, from that camp, man. They got a whole, a whole lineup of producers um, headed by um, Charlie Heat. Um, if, you, if you've heard of him, you've heard, I know you've heard of him. He was... Um, most notably on um, the life of Pablo or Kanye West, 
I'm excited. Y'all gonna hear the record. There's a record coming soon, mm-hmm. sooner than later. Um, that's gonna blow your mind, in my opinion. So, um, once again, this is this is Core um, Yeezy Slides. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the mode to get on it. She wanna be in control and sit on it. That's where it's folks let sit on it. Young and I'm broke. First deal, I bit on it. Ain't think twice to sit on it. Ain't give it time. Show me where I sign. I overlook niggas' bullshit time after time. Just cause we got time. Come on now, come on now. Shit, I was trying to keep a bond. Yeah. They tell me who got a line. They tell me. As far as the pressure, I keep that applied. I woke up, put on Yeezy slot. Man, I'm just thinking God that I woke up today cause I know somebody. Real tough, real tough. When I first started, ain't think I'd be up today. Think I'd be somebody. Take off your panties, I ain't romantic, ain't lighting candles, ain't no ro- <sighs> Don't ask questions if you know the answer. Low top stance was I had the R on the head on the jams, for hundred of jars and it taking my chances. Got through the hardest shit. I did this shit way before I seen money, cause I love the art of it. Nigga, my heart in it. I'm going far with it. I'm in the mall with it, spinning these records. Niggas get money, want hell like somebody. I guess I'm in somebody. Guess I'm that somebody. Guess I'm that somebody. get money, somebody. Once again, that was Corey Easy Slides off his latest project, man. Check it out. Like I said, once again, shout out to the House of 99 and my boy Rado. He's um, a Philly native, young boy coming up, one of the um, hottest young producers in the game, man. So check him out. And like I said, tap into the House of 99. And once again, check out. Um, Next big thing faces the future, bro. Tap into us, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, get all the upta- updates that are going on in the community, man. We got a lot of good stuff coming up for you guys, and we're just continuing to expand. Um, so let's get jump back into the combo that we were having. Yeah. And um, I want to step a little bit away from the presidential candidate. Let's let's go down to um, Kamala Harris. Um, I know Toby has some. <laughs> Toby. Why you making that phase, bro? As I, said, I know he has some, some opinions <laughs> about this, but um, it's a historic moment, though. That's what I want to point out first. It's a historic moment um, in the history of the country. It's, it's our first woman vice president, first black vice president. Yes. So it's a you gotta great, applaud her for that. You, you got to applaud her for that. Um, and it's just um, representation in the White House for women in general, yes. not just black women, but women in ge- in, in, all together as a whole. It's like it's a good thing to see. And I feel I feel as though women probably had that same feeling that. Black people as a whole had when um, Obama was elected in 08, saying that it's possible. She said that it's possibilities. Um, her being elected shows women in the whole country that there's possibilities that this can happen. You're not limited anymore. So, one, how do y'all feel about that? Two, how do you feel about her? So, I just want to hear, hear both of your opinions <laughs> on that. Congratulations to Kamala Harris. Thank you for being the first black vice president being voted, um, being in the White House. Um, I think it's an amazing feat that you did. Um, you're an inspiration to all black women everywhere, and I think that, you know, you do great things, and I think that, you know, you're a very beautiful inspiration to all <laughs> black women everywhere. Shout out to the AKAs. Shout out to fam, you know. Yeah. But. But what? <laughs> but what? Because you, you know something's coming. I know, I know something's coming. But you're still a cop. <laughs> like, yo, like, you're a cop, and that that's it. Like, Explain what you mean, though, because... This people is, don't people don't have the same feelings that you have. People don't have the same feelings that I have because they're looking at it from a standpoint there's a black woman in office. So my black women on that to our black 
female listeners. I'm not coming at black women. I'm not saying that black women are anything. I just, this is just my mirror. Yeah. Follow, follow me on Instagram, Mansa Moose underscore. Mansa Moose and Twitter. I didn't even follow you on Twitter. They didn't follow me on Twitter, Moosology underscore. I yeah, don't care. Yeah, I've seen the tweets. Dude, don't come from my, so. look, this is Mill speaking. Do not come from my head. Yeah, don't come for Shanjo either. You know what I'm saying? That's so, 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 Moose, explain what you mean, though, for the people, because you, you know what I'm saying? You, got, you have thoughts on, on, and you've had thoughts on this on, on social media. I've seen you get into conversations yeah. with people, and you feel strongly about this. Obviously, yeah. so I want to bring this to the we pod. Be, we be tuned in. Yeah, my biggest problem, like I, from a standpoint of just saying, for representation, if you want to look at representation, it is a great thing that Kamala Harris is in office. I do not disagree with that. My problem is that what type of representation are you trying to show? Right? Like, are you trying to show the representation of somebody who's not really tuned into the black community? Or are you trying to show representation of just saying, this is a black woman, you can do it too? Because my problem with Kamala Harris is she, like, for people who don't know, Kamala Harris was a DA for California. Mm-hmm. She she supported, she supported, um, anti, I think it's truancy, yes, anti-truancy. Basically, she, bas- she basically supported a lot of laws that was based on making people go to school. And if you miss school, there's a potential that parents go to jail. This isn't saying that any parents did go to jail. But the problem is that, Kamala Harris, as a black woman, you're supporting, you're supporting a bill that will indirectly affect a lot of black people because we understand that in California, in a lot of different places, in a lot of urban areas across the country, a lot of black women are single mothers. So now you're telling somebody who has, probably has to work 16-hour shifts, somebody who can't really pay attention to a child like that and just assuming that they're going to school, that if their kids aren't going to school, that they may go to jail, Right. That's a problem to me because it's not even about the fact that you sent people to jail, which she hasn't. But my problem comes in is that the fact that you even support something that may be detrimental to a society that you're now all of a sudden claiming when before you were just claiming yourself as an Indian woman, no shade, it, it it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. In addition to that, in terms of marijuana law, in terms of, you know, like she sent, there's a lot of people that were, that were sent to jail. So you had the opportunity to help a lot of these African-Americans who were sent to jail. You didn't do it. You supported legislation that well, that could potentially have been detrimental to the African-American community. And then it's like, I'm just supposed to be like, oh, she's a black woman. She's an AKA. Woo. Like, no. I, like, for me, no. Like, people, like, I'm not that type of person. Like, it, congrats. Like, your fam, cool. Like, hook me up with a job on the hill. But it's like, it for me, it's deeper than that. Like, I, I, I my biggest thing is that African-Americans have been subjected to a lot of bullshit. Through, like since since we've been considered citizens since the beginning of the time yeah and it's like you you being in this position you're very like you were very wishy-washy in a lot of different things you weren't like when it's time for you to speak about something or when we would expect you to speak about something you don't want to speak but it was like oh yeah send these people to jail or do this do that do that and it's like yo sis like who are you really for are you trying to be are you trying to be a cop which is what a lot of people are saying that you are or are you really trying i've First of all, politicians scare me mm-hmm. in the sense of just because they are so good at talking and they're so articulate with their words and they just know how to put words in certain places to make people believe all kinds of shit. Um, from the very beginning, when it was decided that she was going to be Biden's running mate, a red flag went up for me just off the rip. Yep. Just because of the thing that she said about this man. Uh-huh. The thing that she said, what what his agendas are, now y'all coming together. He's talking about the debates. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. so now y'all are running mates. Now y- y'all are like buddy, buddy, but it's just weird. Politicians is a sketchy game. 
Super that's sketchy. part of it. I mean, part of the game. That's part of it. From what I was, from what I was told from people that I know that work on the hill, apparently her family and his family are apparently really, really very good tight. Friends. Yeah, like they're apparently super tight. So it's like it's like the same thing with Mitch McConnell. Like people don't know this, but like for people who don't know, Mitch McConnell is the um, Senate Majority Leader. Apparently, Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell are also good friends because Mitch McConnell was at um, I, th- I think it was either Bo or his other son, like Joe Biden's other son's funeral. So like they're tight. So it's like these people don't know these things because you're not tuned into the like you're not t- like most you believe them you know what I'm saying and then you now go and accept the vice presidential candidate nominee. and you back him after saying and all that stuff him. about him you back him 100 percent like, how does that look one to your to your black to your black women um, supporters who are actually victims of you know sexual assault domestic violence things of that nature how does that look like to women. Where you know you say these things, I believe these women. I do this, this, and this, and now all of a sudden it's oh my gosh, we support Joe, we love Joe, this, that, and the third. Like it looks weird. It, it looks, looks weird. weird. Did me, you did you run to, yeah. to 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 get those black women's votes? You know what I'm saying? The whole thing to me is just it just. That's, I don't want to believe it, but the whole thing to me when you peel back the layers is sketchy. But that's just how politics works. Obviously, it's placement. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. She's placed there for a reason. Plan is a plan for everything. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that was part of the, you know. Not to not to knock her like that, yeah. but like, obviously it's like so. But the, another question that came up too, uh, like they came up, and I seen a lot of people that were um, that weren't really moved either way of like who won the um, election. They were saying, you know, age has been a big thing, like in the pod, in, in, in this election, people are old. You feel me? Will Joe Biden last the full term? If you want my honest and, and if he and if he not nah, you'll you'll be able to talk about yeah. this. Um and and, that, and if he doesn't like, say something does happen, God forbid, knock on wood, whatever it may be. Um, her becoming the president of the United States. Do you think that the country is ready for that? Based on what you know about her, and based on just the society in general. If you want my honest opinion, one I think Kamala Harris is there to 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 how do I say this? Run the show? Not run the show. She's gonna be there to to ease people's emotions. When it comes to race and I, I, I tweeted this. I'm very, very interested to see everybody who's so excited about Joe Biden being in office. I'm very excited to see their reactions when there's another unarmed black man shot and the president has to make an address based on what's happening in that in, in X City. Right, I'm very interested in seeing what he's going to say because we already know what he's going to say. Agreed. We already know what she's going to say. My problem is now, how are y'all going to react? Because y'all put her in office, you put him in office, and you guys are super excited, right? And so I think that Kamala Harris is there when it comes to you know race, when it comes to race relations. She's going to be the one speaking. She's going to be the one dealing with all the minority issues. When I mean by that, by like women, you know, LG, L, LG, you know, LGBTQ. You don't want them to go crazy. But it's like. I think that she's going to be there for that. Do I think that she's also going to run a show? Yeah, I think she's going to be a lot more like Dick Cheney. Um, and I think that she's going to be very, 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 very influential behind the scenes. I also think that it's going to. I think that she's going to be very, very conservative. And I think. Uh, I, I think she's going to be conservative to start off. No, they're going to be into, until until mm-hmm. people are eased and they're comfortable. Like, all right, cool. All right, they're making a little. They're going to make little slight changes in the beginning. Show, I think they're gonna, in the public eye to make it seem like something's mm-hmm. going on. And then once they're comfortable, I think then they're going to start. Doing what they do, I think they're gonna. If you want me to be honest, I think they're gonna do a couple of things in like the first hundred to hundred, like probably one two hundred days. But I think after that, that's when I think it's gonna be the opposite, where they're gonna be a little bit more liberal and then they're gonna be more conservative towards the end of the term. Because I just think that I just it just doesn't. I just don't think that Kamala is as liberal as we make her out to be. Like she's she's pushing herself to be liberal because 
they wanted the they wanted the black woman vote. They wanted the black women to be there because they know how black women are in society. This isn't saying there's anything wrong, but well, we're how saying are like, they in society though? In in a sense, in your, like, in, in your like in your in opinion, my opinion, you... I feel like a lot of black women feel like nobody supports them. There's lack of representation. There's a lack of different things that you know make black women feel empowered to do anything. So having Kamala Harris there, it puts it and her appealing to them, it puts them in a position where it's like. Where okay, you have a black woman in office, you guys can do anything. It's gonna empower them to be to have that like black men statistically vote independent. Like that's just really what it True. is. And I think that, I think that their whole presidency is gonna be very very similar to Bill Clinton in terms of being more conservative than we think. But they're gonna be loved by the African American community. You said your question was, do you think the country's ready for her to be president? Yeah, like, Biden. I would say no. Just just because of the simple fact that there's never been a woman president. Who's ready to see that? We haven't seen it yet. Nobody can be ready to see that. It hasn't happened. I think it hasn't happened yet. I think that you're right, but I also think because of how Kamala Harris is, I think that she would be able to. She would be able to handle it. She could be very captivating. No, no I, I think she, I I think she'll be able to handle it. For very sure. captivating. I think that she'll be able to handle it because she's very, very good at doing whatever it takes to get what she wants, and that's and my. She's a politician. But she's an extreme you know, politician. She's a politician. And that's the scary thing she's about it. She's a polarizing her. figure too. Yeah, she's yeah. a polarizing figure. Like she's very strong in her beliefs, and like you said, she's gonna do what it takes to get what she wants. Nevertheless, done. the whole optics of her being first female vice president and African American woman at that—that that is amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing, beautiful. Beautiful. and that's going to inspire a generation of young black females in this country. That like, that's awesome. You and know, I, and, I, and that's and that's like, like you said, not to take anything away from like yeah. everybody's opinion stuff like that, but. That's a huge factor. Yeah, you know, we speak all this all the time. Representation in, in different avenues, not just like you said, the hip hop and politics. And, I mean, not just politics, like hip hop and music. And, you feel me in sports? Yeah, it's like you see people in different avenues. Whether you're a politician, whether you're an engineer, whether you're a CEO of a company, whatever mm-hmm. it be, seeing seeing more representation pop up more and more and more. I think that'll be an agent of change if it's done the right way. Though and it'll they be can't, inspiring. They can't, they can't just be they can't just be figureheads or puppet heads. Like oh, just to get people like the quote unquote hope. Mm-hmm. It has to be people that's really implementing and the people that are in those positions are putting the next generation on so it becomes a cycle. All right. Exactly. There's not just one of us, there's multiple of us. There's there's three, there's four, there's five, and as the years go on, now you start to see that influx and change. Now you start to see that mixture of it's not just all white people or it's not just all one race. It's or just one woman like yeah, her, or woman, whatever the case may be. I think, if you want me to be honest, I think that representation can happen, but I think the biggest problem is that I don't even think African Americans are given the space or the opportunity to do that because we're focusing on too many different things. I was talking to this uh, with my girl the other day. I was like, yo, like, the biggest problem, in my opinion, is that I think that there is some, there can be representation but the representation doesn't happen because the people that can do the representation are focused on trying to make sure that they're okay. Yeah. And if we're given the space to not just sit here and think about just surviving, but necessarily trying to progress and thrive, I think that we'll see more representation. But as African Americans, we have to sit here and focus on just making sure that you know we 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 have good credit, or making sure that we keep we keep our job because you know. It's easy for us to get fired between us and the other black person that's working there. Or we have to make sure that the family's okay, make sure mm-hmm. that other that our other family's okay. So it's like we have so many things that we, we have so many moving parts as African Americans that we have to think about on a regular basis where it's like we don't even get to be like we don't even get to be like, all right, cool, like everything everything settled is is um keep is holding our community back. Oh that, that whole the whole thought process of being a gatekeeper, like 
Because I hear this a lot, just like in the music entertainment industry, there was a lot of people that are quote unquote looked at as gatekeepers who dictate, all right, everything. Yeah, this person's going to be, this black person's going to be able to allow them to come up because they fit this, they fit whatever. They're not going to mess up what I got going on. You feel me? And but when you have, say, you have somebody that's super talented, but you may not see eye to eye on the way their views yeah. where it may be, mm-hmm. so they're not going to allow you to propel. But really, that person could be somebody, like I said, one of them agents of change. Even though you might not agree with everything how they're doing, or you see them as competition, so you don't want them to elevate. And I feel like that's another thing that kind of hinders our community as well. 100%. It's like that competition factor. There's people like us, we don't care. We feel like, all right, it's good to have somebody that maybe opposes us and they're competing at the same level as us. But there's a lot of people that they have an ego problem. They don't want to see somebody do better than them. They, they don't think there's enough. There's, no, there's, an, there's not enough food out there for everybody to eat when there's plenty of food out there mm-hmm. for everybody to eat. But oh, no matter saying? what, they want to be eating better than you they are. They want to be eating better than you. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I, my, that's the problem. His problem. His problem is that he doesn't know how to. T- he doesn't know how to use his ego. He like, doesn't know how to articulate himself. He already said he's running in twenty four. It's, it's not about articulating himself. It's about knowing how to use your ego. Like if you're e- if you're using your ego to fuel the fact that Drake Drake runs the show now, that's a problem, <laughs> right? But it's like if you're using your hmm. ego to be like, yo, like I feel like I can do this. I'm just solely going to do this, like you did when you made like your first six, seven albums, that's fine. But the fact that now you're using your ego to be like, I can do everything, it's like it becomes a problem. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. where and yeah, that's he, where I'm saying you need to learn how to like the biggest thing, just not even with Kanye West, but just with people. People have to learn how to use their ego. Your ego Correct. your ego is there to protect you and your ego is there to help you. But if you misuse your ego, your ego puts you in situations that you're not supposed to be in. That's why it's like nigga, small niggas that have egos or have a Napoleon complex, you meet somebody, you meet Kimbo Slice, and you run your mouth to Kimbo Slice because your ego, and you, get put, and you get put to sleep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, just as a side note, just learn how to use your ego. Your and stuff ego like that there. don't even be enough to humble some folks. Exactly. Next that's thing you know, they problem. come back crazy. They that's come back problem. crazy with a gun, and the next thing you know, it's a problem. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, learn how to learn how learn when and when not to use your ego, and that that helps you go very far. And I agree because my like I said, my biggest thing is like, bro, and I just learned this, um, just climbing. I feel like we all learn this, like just climbing. And what we're trying to do is like, bro, if you remove your ego at the right time. It could, it could it could benefit you in, exactly. in enormous ways. Like this, I had to even learn how to. I had to learn how to do that. I'm still learning how to do that, bro. You feel me? Because we all feel like, especially, say like you're you're a referee or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have somebody else trying to come in and, and they're learning or whatever. But you feel like you've been there longer than them, so you know more. It's just natural. It's just I, not. It's just natural. I've dealt with that yeah, already. It's, it's just yeah. Even you know, if, maybe not used specifically, guy, but coming in. Being in my position with a lot of older guys that feel like maybe that should have been their position, yeah, that happens. Yeah, and there's a lot of that. And and that but that's in every field across the board. Yeah. you know what I mean. So it's tough to navigate through that. It's tough because you know you you feel like you never know. You know somebody can run into somebody. I say they good friends with them. Like dang, I'm I'm not even gonna go near that. When when really it might not even be the case. You know what I mean. So that whole gatekeeping thing, it could be very detrimental. Yeah, like like Toby said, people's egos. When most people's egos get involved, it's never good. Never good at all. Ever, because how many times do we hear people tell us you got to put your ego to the side? Yeah, people don't do that. They don't, especially now. People don't do that. I don't even, it's me, 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 me. Yeah, me. people don't, don't do that. I don't even think, and I think it's because people don't even know when their ego is talking and when they, they don't. Learn, and they that's don't. and that's the problem. People don't ever want to listen to what you have to say. They yeah. don't because they think, oh, fuck, you know. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? And Literally. The, and the biggest thing, even when people are talking to you, say you're in a debate with somebody. I, I, I probably said this before on the pod before. When you're in a debate with somebody and you have opposing views, 
most of the time when they're when you're saying your view, they're not even listening to what you're saying. Yes, they're yeah, listening. Correct. They're building a rebuttal in their head already. Correct. They pinpointing to something, one small one thing, little that, thing, one little thing, and now it's like, all right, f everything else he's saying. When he's done talking, I'm about to fire him up on this shit. Yeah. And I've done that before. To me, that shit is weak. Yeah, but I'm saying we've all. Yeah, done we all it. have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know I have a problem with this all the time. I'm gonna just let you talk, and it's mm-hmm. like I'm articulating in such a way. It's like. It's gonna make you feel the way about try, yourself, yeah, bro. Yeah, gonna make you try to make somebody and, feel stupid. Yeah, but it's yeah. like it's not even intentional. It's just, yeah, it's just habit sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I've learned to get away from that. And I was like, now you guys sit back, and I become more of like a listener. Like I try to listen to what people are saying, so that you gather their thoughts, and then yeah. it's know. it's okay to agree to disagree, especially like when it comes to this whole like political, like this whole election stuff. You like, I was on Twitter the other day, and I saw something that said it used to be, you know, a bad thing to ask somebody who they voted for. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now, in conversations, it's who did you vote for? And then once you tell somebody who you voted for, they are automatically going to, in their mind, put you in a category of the kind of person they think you are. Yeah, it's because of who you voted for, just based off the name. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it's so it's okay to agree to disagree. You could vote for Trump. We have friends that that have voted for Trump. Yep, doesn't necessarily mean that we don't like them. Or hate them. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we do. We do. That's we the do. truth. We're not going to put nobody on blast. Yeah, but that's the truth. I mean, I get what you're saying. I know people right, that yeah. have voted for Trump. We had that conversation. Yes. Like, why are you doing, like, why do you feel this way? When it doesn't, when it, in reality, in my opinion, it doesn't benefit you, but you just, some somewhere, somewhere down the line, in my opinion, you just got wrapped up in this thought process. And, and that's okay. Or influence. That's it's okay. okay. It's fine. Yeah, that's okay. You know what you still, my man, and like I said, I listened to what you had to say. You listened to what I had to say. We said what we had to say. We agreed to disagree. That's fine. I don't hate you because of it now. I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck you, man. You ain't my, you ain't my homie no more. Yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think, to go off that, I feel like if you have rhetoric that directly, like, that directly parallels, like, say, racism, xenophobia, things of that nature, then there's a difference. Because, like, for me, I'm not going to tolerate that. There is a line. Yeah, there is a line, for sure. Some people are like, because you, you can tell when some people read up about stuff, and you can just tell when some people just listen to what a politician is saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, some a lot of people have just listened to more what Trump is saying versus what he's actually doing. Exactly. This isn't to say that Trump hasn't done anything bad, because we all know that. But some people really just listen to what he says and just see news headlines and just assume and consume bad media. They just, oh, you know, it's okay, it's whatever. Like, this is fine. Like, that's not it. You know what I mean? Because when you actually sit down and you go and seek the truth, you go down and you seek more information, you find out that, huh, maybe Trump is a shithead. Maybe Trump did some things that aren't that good. And that's why, like, going back to the whole election thing, it's like, Joe Biden is saying these things. Oh, yeah, it was a mistake. It's this, it's that, it's this. And it's like, but my nigga, the reality of the situation is that you still send people to jail. Like, Facts. part of the reason yeah. why, like, part of the reason why the community is the way that it is. It's because, because of you. It's, it's because, because of, you. of the Democrats in general. That's why, Let's put that out there. It is. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. Like, Joe, you're saying it's a mistake, but think about Philly right now. They're all, like, everybody in here, the chief of police, the governor, mayor, all that, they're, it's a, it's a completely blue city. Mm-hmm. And, you're just telling me, oh yeah, the crime bill's a mistake. But it's not uh, enough. It's not, it's not enough. a mistake for the people that, that, that were affected by it. Yeah, it's not it's not, it's not, it's and, not and, enough to say that. And those people, like the, the and the kids that were affected by it too, because they might not be affected directly, they're not going to prison. But, generational. But the generational like exactly. mishandling of their families and stuff like that and putting people behind bars because yeah. whatever. Because I had this conversation about the crime bill too, about the and the three three, three strikes. strikes that's and that's Clinton, and, Democrat. And, and, and I was talking about, bro, what if you have somebody that's on a say say they committed a crime in the past, whatever it may be, they did their time, it was minor, whatever they did their time, and they can't get back on their feet. So they're they're starving. They gotta feed a family. So they go to steal something to go feed their kids or whatever. 
I can't I can't say you need to go to jail for the rest of your life. That's your yeah. third strike because you had to you had to make a choice. All right, I'm gonna let my my kids whatever starve, or I'm gonna go go get this money, provide, it, provide like whatever it may be. And not saying whatever you do is right or wrong, but I don't feel like oh because it's your third time, or second time, you should be incarcerated for the rest of your life. Yes. It's just crazy to it's me. That whole thing, what you just said, that's all systematic. That whole thing goes back to the whole systematic, bro. The system is flawed. It's, it's Sorry. Because I even saw people, what? What? My bad. I saw on the internet, um, Alex Trebek from Jeopardy just died. Oh, damn. <laughs> My bad. R.I.P. to Alex Trebek. That's crazy. R.I.P. to Alex Trebek. Was he, was he sick, though? Yeah, yeah he, he was sick. had, like, I don't know, like we. I think we've had like people from our high school, like our teachers from our high school. I think they were either on Jeopardy. Mr. Santiago. Mr. Santiago was on the Jeopardy. Oh, he was on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Mr. Camp. Mr. Camp was on out on, on. Oh yeah, he did oh, go yeah. on Jeopardy. Shout yeah. out Mr. Camp. Yeah. I, I follow Kemp. him. I follow him on Facebook. Great, like great follow. He be having me. He has me. Weak wow, sometimes. that just. But yeah, that kind of hurt me a little bit just now. Prayers up to him. Prayers up to his family. Um, speak hard. Yeah, because we knew about this since like last year. So. Yeah, it's been it's been. That's why I said I remember um, him being sick. That's an icon, man. That's yeah. an icon without, without a doubt. And wow, I, I asked I posed this question to a few people as well. Um, how does it feel knowing that this year is gonna be like a a vital moment in the history of the United States? I feel like in terms of like everything that's went on this year, like it's, it's gonna be a year that's gonna talk in our history books. This, year, this year has been wild. You it's know, been, it's been crazy. I feel like last year going into this year, like I said, and I said this year before, I feel like everybody, especially our generation, was on a wave. Like this is going to be the year we're done saying what we're gonna do. This is gonna yep. be the year we're gonna do it. Whether yep. people did it or not, I feel like this was the year where everybody was kind of on the same page. It's like, yo, yeah. playtime is a wrap. It's a wrap. You know, playtime is over for all of us, and. There have been so many things that have happened this year. Kobe passed, mm. COVID, this election. Bunch of I mean, people have died. Think like this year has been crazy, and like as much of a quick year as it's been, it's been a very to me a very long year. It's long, yeah. A lot yeah, of yeah. a lot of stresses. People losing their job. People going on unemployment. Getting your hours cut at work. You know the things that people have to deal with this year has been crazy, and. It is a very vital uh, moment in history, like you said, with like with the George Floyd thing, going to the protests. That's, that's something that we'll never ever forget. We're never gonna forget that ever. It's, it's gonna be like it's one of those, it's one of those embedded moments in our history that you won't yes. be able to like glance over. Yes, it'll be like either this year was a was a turn for the for an upward spiral or a turn for a downward spiral. Correct. We won't know until the following years occur. You right. feel me? But this is a pivotal moment in our nation's very. history. Yep, and it's like. It's interesting to think about. It's intriguing to think about, but it's also like scary to think about at the same mm-hmm. time. Because, like I said, everybody this this year is supposed to be a year of change for a lot of people in a positive way, but it went the opposite. Mm-hmm. And now, and now, for, I feel like it went the opposite because of the circumstances. I say, I think all over the world, I think that but this I, has been uh, it, it's it's bad in a sense that bad things are happening, right? But for me, the way I've been looking at it is, I think it's what you take from it and how do you plan to move from this. Agreed. Like, no, we I, at, we're agreed. not saying yeah, yeah, we're not yeah. saying that. We're just saying on the grand scheme of things of, of how we, I quote unquote, not hyped up with expe- well, the expectations that we have for this year, in terms oh, yeah. in terms of like t- like Shannon said, the mindset that we had going in, the positive, so much the, going in twenty twenty. There was so much positivity, yeah. like a, a substantial amount of positivity mm-hmm. going to twenty twenty, and now as we come to the. The end of twenty twenty. What's the vibes of it? People are in people are in disarray, bro. It's crazy. And thinking about just how many people out there in our country don't know where they're getting their next meal from, or, or 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 just haven't been able to work or haven't been able to make money. 
the three of us are blessed. You yeah. know what I mean? A lot of us are blessed that Thanks. we have been able to keep our jobs, been able to do all these things. You know, COVID hasn't been all bad for all of us. Like you said, taking some positivity from it, most of it. But I mean, like you said, the future is is kind of is kind of scary because we don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. Yeah, what the, the 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 unknown is the scary part. Yeah, I think that I think where I think that's where we're all gonna agree on that because it's like you never know. Like for all we know, COVID may not go away next year. Knock on wood. Yeah, but it's like. Well, I think that's what we have to really think about. It's like, what's the best takeaways from this? It's like, learn, like, learn more about yourself. Like, more, learn more about your family. Like, be with your family. You yeah. know, like, I like just a little bit of transparency. Like, my cousin had to had to move in with me, my um, with my with me, and my um, family because he was doing renovations at the house. He has not been like, he's given them most of the money. They have not started any renovations on his house, so he's gonna be there for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like. And just gaining time with him and, you know, his son coming back home from the hospital and stuff like that. Like, I've just been able to, you know, just be with my family together more. You know what I mean? And it's like, it makes you appreciate a lot of the things that you may not have thought about when, you know, you're going to work, go to the gym, go out, do your daily routines. You know what I mean? Because, you know, for the most part, we're stuck at home and that's just really it. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you're going to the gym, food, um, you know, we're all staying healthy. We're all doing what we the best that we can to maintain. And I think that that's the best way we got to move moving forward because it's just I think all over the world that's how a lot of people are trying to move now in terms of like trying to make the best of whatever situations that they have you know so it's been rough for a lot of people I think about a lot during this whole COVID thing the kids the younger the younger generation Mm, of kids because you know during football I talked to a lot of these kids and I always ask the kids are you guys virtual you guys in school some say even some kids on the same team like the game I had yesterday said well I'm going to school, but, well, my parents don't want me in school, so I'm virtual, you know? And, like, for that, going down to the younger kids, for high school kids, it's still hard. For, like, for like freshmen in high school, it's hard because, you know, we all know what it's like to go to high school for the high, first time. High school is where you're supposed to find yourself. Right. You, you, you yeah. missed that, 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 that social aspect. For, for me, it was how to deal with people, how to, how to deal with people that have different personalities in you and different attitudes and outlooks on life. So I think about that and just them learning how much how hard it's been for kids to learn virtually that's hard for college kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Imagine it for for a, or a ten or eleven year old trying to sit there and focus all day on the computer. That's a fact. So I think about the the younger generation. This COVID, I think, is really is going to jack them up a little bit. You know, the whole generation of kids I is agree. going to fuck them up. I agree, and I think I feel like just to touch back on the unknown that we we're talking about. I feel like the unknown is so scary to us right now. It's for the simple fact that we've been isolated. Like for so long, we never had time to like really sit with everything that's going on in our lives. You feel me? Like Toby's talking about family, things like that. And just not even just families, other different stresses you may have. This COVID like forced your ass to sit down and think about, reevaluate. All right, my shit together. Or what I'm, or, or when this stuff's done, what I want to do to make sure if something like this happens again, me and my people is just straight. All you right. know what I'm saying? So I feel like. That's why the fear of the unknown is is such a big thing this time, as opposed to like the, we always the, the unknown's always there. Mm-hmm. It's always there. It's just not gonna go away. Like we don't know what's happening in the future. Even when you go into anything new, whether it's law school, whether it's going on a journey to become an NFL ref, or like me trying to build a brand. Like the unknown's always there. But mm-hmm. like moments like this force you to sit down and really, all right, what's what, what are we gonna do to make this shit happen? And you gotta come with plan A, B, C, D. You know what I mean? This, if this happens, what we're we gonna do? Yeah. If this happens, what we're we gonna do? If we run out of, like, and then once you do that, which people should have been doing this year, which I feel like, like you said, the positivity. That's a time to sit down and reflect, which is always good to have time with yourself and really, like, meditate, reflect on on, on what's going on next. Use that to your advantage. Yeah. 
but that's all you really can do. But before we close up, um, I want to touch on the stuff that was happening in Nigeria. I don't want to overlook that. Yeah. Um, cause we got we got a, we got some time left. So, um, Toby, if you can explain what SARS is. Hold mm-hmm. on. This 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 your homeland, so and, I know this probably touches. That's a, what I'm a saying. I, I don't want to. I didn't want to just no, forget fair. about it. So, we we can have a, like a little segment on this and just give our listeners some information about what's going on in Nigeria because it's crazy. Like, the stuff you sent me was ridiculous. Nuts? Yeah, ridiculous. Like. I like people think like the type of pre- like priest brutality in America is bad. Don't get me wrong. Yes, it's it's very 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 bad. But over there, it's freaking extreme, bro. How how many times have I said on this show? People in this country have no clue, no clue what it's like to live somewhere else. No clue. They don't. So so, can you explain what SARS is? Like, what is that? What was it made for? And the SARS is the I don't even remember what it stands for. It's like something anti robbery unit or something like that. It's like the system of anti robbery unit or whatever. Basically, it's a it was a it was a department of the police force that was used to combat anti robbery. Thing with that situation was that they just kind of ended up just target me on the road and they're gonna ask me where am I going? Um, why do I have this phone? Who I've been with? This that and the third. And, you know, it's basically police brutality. Um, and part of the reason why that is is because a lot of the corruption in Nigeria. Um, the police officers don't get paid that much. Like, it would be a conversion of probably like three, four, five hundred $500 a month. Mm, getting that's paid. nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, like, I'll put it like this. The whole budget of Nigeria, I think, for everybody in Nigeria, I think it was like, I read it somewhere, it was like three point something billion. And Nigeria has, Nigeria has more people that we have here. No, Nigeria has more... How do I say this? Nigeria has more black people here than white people in the United States. Mm-hmm. So it's like imagine three point something billion dollars just being put just just in there, just in Nigeria, period, compared to a budget of New York where it's like just for the police force, like around eight billion dollars or something like that. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have a bigger budget for some of the things that we have here than we have in Nigeria. Yeah. And part of that comes from corruption. And it's like a lot of the times what ends up happening is to give a background. Um, the president of Nigeria is. Um, Muhammad Buhari, the dude, basically came into power. He was a military. He was a military leader. Came into power from a coup d'état. I think like nineteen, what is it like, nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties? Yeah, yeah. So around there, nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties. Um, so he came to power through there. Um, and yeah, so he came in when he ran for office a couple years ago. I'm a change man. This, that, and the third. Came in. First thing he did, banned for banned every citizen from having any type of gun. Next thing you know. Police brutality happened. A lot of people have been dealing with a lot of different things that have been going on. So the situation ends up is now the police are just running rampant on power. Um, they take a lot of bribes. I remember when the first time I went to Nigeria, my aunt got pulled over. My aunt had to bribe them for them to leave us alone. Mm. And it's like, it's disgusting. So it's like, basically, it's a think the police brutality wow. that we have here in America, think of that, but on steroids. Mm-hmm. Just, for, just for dressing the way that you dress. Just a joke. If you're a credit card scammer, you come in full out America, you wear full out Dior. If you went to Nigeria, you're going to jail. Just because. They're sending you That's to jail. Crazy. And though not only that, they'll probably end up taking your clothes, this, that, and the third, if you don't have the bread. So the situation is that it it's it's not even just that and to to be to be more serious, like this this whole situation with SARS was really more so the icing on the cake of what's been going on in Nigeria. A lot of the politicians in Nigeria they pocket money from a lot of the taxes they take from the Nigerian taxpayers, and a lot of these places are really, really poor. Like the some of the some of the stereotypes they have, where some people do live in villages, that's a real thing, and they mm-hmm. still have to pay taxes. And those people 
that are in charge of those places, they just take the money and they just go give it to their family that lives in the UK or give it to their family that lives here or they just spend it on themselves. Like their budget is around like is around like two, three, four, five million naira. I'm I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but compared to here, it's like about eighty thousand dollars a year. But it's like you're getting paid eighty thousand dollars, but most people in Nigeria live off two hundred, three hundred dollars a month. So it's like the problem comes in, it's like you guys are taking all this money for yourself and these people are suffering. You know what I'm saying? And you guys just don't seem to care. And so what happened was that one of the most um one of the most recent things that have happened, one of the most uh, memorable things that have happened is um the situation with the Lecky Tollgate. Um Lecky is is somewhere near Lagos. I'm really like I don't have everything on top of my head, but for example, the Lecky Tollgate, you would think that the Tollgate would be used to, you know, improve some some things in the area, but it's not. The dude that owns the Lecky Tollgate is pocketing all the money for himself. Mm. So now they protest at the Lecky Tollgate because of everything that was happening. They're trying to carry there. They shut off all the lights. They started shooting. Wow. And nobody knows how many people died because it's like the government came up. Oh, there was no shooting. You know, we didn't shoot anybody. Um, we didn't know. And then now all of a sudden someone else came out later and said there was one death. Oh, and, man. And then that that that's just saying, that's just on national TV Nigeria. That's not saying what you saw on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? That's just not saying what you saw on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter was going crazy. Yeah, so it's like you're telling me now that you, you're living in a country where you shot down a toll gate where you had hundreds of thousands of people there and you're telling me only one person died when everybody heard shootings, when everybody saw what was going on. It's disgusting. Like so y'all, y'all ain't even trying to dress y'all lie up. You yeah, know it's what like, mean? And, and that's what, and that's the problem with, and that's the, and that's the biggest problem when like people talk about Nigerian politics, just specifically or in general, because it's just not even just Nigerian. Because let me not do that. A lot of countries in Africa, where you have your politicians, right, and they'll like something will happen, and they don't even dress the lie up. It's mm-hmm. not even like a lie where it's like you will believe that, right? You know what I'm saying? They're not even trying. Yeah, much. it's just like yeah, it's whatever. Like Cameroon, for example, they have. They have a situation because there's like a French side and there's an English side. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a because col- colonized. Is it the same way in Nigeria? Real quick. Uh, is it all just no? Basically, they have a north side and a south side, but that's really based off religion. Like okay. the north side is more Muslim. There's a lot more Christians living in the south. But, okay. So in Cameroon, there's a whole situation going on, and the president doesn't even live in Cameroon. What? He lives in Europe. <laughs> what? You and that's my problem. And is he like, a citizen of Cameroon? Yes, living almost, in, he lives. Wow. I think he lives in France or something like that. And wow. it's just like you have this situation going. You have a lot of situations going on in in these countries, and these people are these people are struggling the way that we are. And I don't think that anybody's really like paying attention to it the way that we should, you know. And just to talk about it real quick, it's like my biggest problem was like I use Beyonce as an example, where it's like we have this thing where it's like hip hop, right? Hip hop to me, to an extent, takes some roots from African culture, and I say this because we look at the Zulu Nation, where you know that's ba- like the Zulu Nation that was based off of some things that happened in Africa. We have Fela Kuti, who was the originator and the god, the don of making um, protest music. You know what I'm saying? He talked about Buhari in some of his songs. He had 12, 15 albums before like hip hop was even originated about the BS that was going on with their government. So you have this thing that's going on. And the next thing you know, it's hip-hop is like, oh, well, we don't know too much about it. Yeah. And then you have people, you know, it's cool to, you know, put a whisk, whisk kit on your, put whisk kit on your song or, you know, use, um, what's his name, um, techno to produce your song, but you guys don't have anything to say. And then when it's like you have something to say, it seems piss poor. Yeah. And it's like, you guys, if hip-hop was originated, and hip-hop was originated to help the community and, you know, 
talk about what was going on. So my thing is that if you're taking things from African culture and hip hop was originated and use some some type of influences from African from African culture, African protest music, you can't now say that you don't have to talk about it because you don't want to, but you can talk about police brutality in America because all the stuff is the same. You can't say you can't pick and choose when you want to accept what helped you create what you have here. Yeah. So it's like Beyonce, for example, where she made, she made Black as King, which is great. But now it's why do we have to force you to talk about what's going on in our countries? But it's easy for you to sit here and sit here and use our dances, sit here to use all our influences. And come and, and collect the yeah, check from Disney. Come and collect the check from Disney. And then when it's time to talk about it, you give us a piss poor example. You give us a piss poor Instagram post and don't say nothing. And then two weeks later, your, um, your clothing brand drops. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it looks it's away. It's a bad look. It's a it bad look. look. Yeah, it away. You know what I'm saying? And it's like for me, not to. I'm Nigerian. Like, I can give you a Nigerian perspective because I have family that's in Nigeria. I have family that lives here. But I am I grew up here. I understand African-Americans. I see all the struggles because I have friends that have been through that struggle. Yeah. I go to Nigeria because I have family that's been in very So you have your, per, your perspective. Your yeah, perspective I have perspective. Sides. So for me, when I'm talking about certain things, when I'm saying, like, this shit is not going to change or this shit is not going to do this or this is what we need to do, I, like hypothetically, run for office, mm-hmm. doing different things. It's like I'm talking about this because this is not just what Black America needs, but this is what the whole African diaspora needs. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we've taken too many, too many handouts from the Europeans after they've stabbed us in the back, and it's like, it's like, how do we sit here and allow us to continue to take that nonsense? Like most of us here are from West Africa. Most of the slaves that have been taken from from Africa originate from West Africa, mm-hmm. Nigeria to be exact. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for us to now sit here and ignore a lot of these things and ignore and use the oh I don't know enough about it, but you know enough about Tupac, you know enough about yeah. Those days are over. Yeah, Yeah, especially with the internet, it's bullshit. Yeah, days are over. It's bullshit. So let me ask you this before we wrap up. Let me ask you this. Um, before before we um sign off, give everybody your Twitter again because I know you share a lot of stuff and like a lot of information and like videos of the stuff you're you're tapped into dealing with um Nigeria and what's going on over there, just so they can get more information. Um. So give him that, and then when you guys follow him, reach out to reach out to Moose because he has a lot of he's very knowledgeable in the stuff that's going on over there. And, and can you, like I said, give you perspective on both sides of um, the spectrum? So, what's what's your um, Twitter again? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Musology underscore. Um, if you have if you don't have Twitter, you can follow me on Instagram at um, what's my Instagram name again? Mansa Moose. Mansa Moose. Underscore. <laughs> I'm saying Mansa, it's gonna be in all the credits and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But now nah, I just want to give I just want to. Um, Give our listeners that opportunity, bro, to like reach out to you because, like I said, every time you speak on it to me or just speaking on it to the pod to me and Shan, we gain we gain more insight. Cause like I said, yeah. we're not knowledgeable on on that as well. Like we said, it's not an excuse, but hearing it from somebody that's been on both sides of the spectrum, I like can I feel see, your passion. You bro. can feel the passion. Can you can see it. how your demeanor changes. Yeah. You, you start on the same plane. Everybody should be able to have the same start. Not necessarily you should be able to catch up to people, but you should be able to have the same. Start in the same amount of, um, I guess, like, I guess this, you, the same amount of opportunity, opportunity mm-hmm. to make it as everyone else, and not everybody has that. And so, for me, my biggest goal, my number one wish in the world, would just be everybody, black, white, Spanish, Asian, everybody has that equal opportunity to sit here and have the opportunity to do what they want to do without feeling they have external pressures or internal pressure. I just want people to live freely. You know, and I think that once everybody's able to live freely and uh-huh. have the opportunity to have the space to do what they want to do, not what they need to do to survive, life becomes better. 
it's, it's, it's a simple economic policy. When people do what's in their best interest or do what they want to do, the world ends up being a better place. So why not give us the opportunity to do that, especially for black people who are the most talented creatives in the world. I agree, so. I agree. We're going to wrap it up on that, man. I mean, that's episode 41, yeah, the start of season five. Yeah, that was, was a good start. Yeah, that was a good one. You feel me? <laughs> I'm talking about a head clap for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We back and we live, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's episode 41 of the Face of the Future podcast. I know you've been waiting for this for a minute. We're here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, tap in with us, tap in with Shan, tap in with me, tap in with Moose, man. We, we love interacting with y'all. And, and that's all for this episode, man. We signing off. Uh, peace. Peace. peace.